Hey, it's Fei Wu, creator of the Phase World podcast and marketing services, and you're listening to a new mini series on Phase World called "How to Freelance for Independent Creators." In this series, we speak to the tactics of working as a freelancer, from health insurance to taxes, incorporation, but also the human side of things such as marketing, negotiation, downtime, or burnout. All inside a bite-sized mini series. Each episode is 15 minutes or less. Hey guys, it's your host Faye here, and、uh, I'm really thrilled to return to another episode of. Freelancers Starter Kit, or I actually renamed the series to be How to Freelance Now, and be able to connect with so many of you guys who are already on your way, or you're just thinking about starting out. It can be a dreadful journey because we want to make everything perfect, including myself. You know, I find myself in conversations with other people talking about freelancing, how to start your own business, how to get new clients, figuring out what you can do as a freelancer. But today, I'm bringing forward to you an episode on what can you and should you do as a freelancer, because so far we've covered a lot of very tactical tools and resources, things like, you know, how to get health insurance, how to DIY and incorporate your own company,、uh, how to manage your retirement plans. These things are very important, but a lot of you guys, you know, messaged me and said, "Okay, that's great. Thank you for putting these resources together." However, I don't have much experience working as a freelancer, or I've only been full time、uh, my entire career. How do I even start? So today, I want to discuss three very critical things for you to think about, and. If you imagine them as three chubby big circles, and they are one, what you're good at; two, what you enjoy; and three, what people are willing to pay for your service. Now imagine those three circles coming together, and where all three of them overlap is the gold mine, is your jackpot. So it's also okay for you to start with one area at a time. You can start simply start with something that you're already good at. It may not be something that you enjoy, but it does get you paid. I want to take you back to when you're much younger. Remember when you were just a little boy or girl standing at the lemonade stand, proudly selling drinks to strangers? There was nothing embarrassing about that act. But why can we put ourselves? Through that process again, why can we put up a stand and sell our own services as an adult? Sure, there may be a few people talking behind your back or families who don't necessarily understand or want to support you, but it's your journey. And if you have the right motivation, you know, for me, it was career freedom. It was thinking about and focusing on the fact that, you know, if my friends are sick, I'm able to drive them to the hospital. I'm able to sit there for hours if they need me. Or you know, my mom now lives full time in China, and I can pack up and just go visit her anytime I want. And I know a lot of you guys have children, and I don't have kids just yet. And I know that can be very challenging to have to leave for work before they wake up, 
cannot really bring them to school. You know, after you get back from work, they're already in bed. And I hear these stories all the time of parents having to work full time and have no control over their schedules and have to miss out on their kids' birthday parties and other important events. And that, once again, is my motivation of becoming a freelancer. So let's break it down, explain what each one of these items that we talked about actually mean and how you can execute accordingly and really take actions. First, I want to talk about what you're good at. Most people bounce around jobs in similar domains at least every two to three years. Even after working at a job, let's say for two to three years, and many of you listening have done it for much, much longer, you have likely honed in on a certain skill, whether that's marketing or copywriting or design or development, or let's try a different industry. You know, if you're working in legal services such as immigration law or IP law, etc., you have honed in on a skill that people are already paying for. If you have a full-time job, you are hired somewhere, you have a marketable skill. And as for me, It was project management or digital production for over a decade before I went freelancing. I was immediately hired as a freelance project manager in less than a week, literally. I demanded a very reasonable pay and the clients were happy with my work. What you are already good at or have experience in is likely the easiest way to market yourself as a freelancer at first. This doesn't mean that you're stuck doing what you're already doing for a long time. But it's a great way to start making money and find clients who know you and trust your craft. Do you hate what you're doing currently? Or less severely, you don't actually enjoy what you've been doing as much. And it's worthwhile, in my opinion, to give it a second chance as a freelancer. And here's why. A lot of what we use to evaluate job satisfaction has a lot to do with the environment. And yes, money is a factor too. But as a freelancer, your day-to-day work is a lot different than working full-time. Sure, the software, the techniques you apply for your work may be similar, but you have a job to do without any politics or hierarchy to deal with anymore. You negotiate your price, and hopefully that's something that you're happy with. You don't need to attend the all-hands meetings, the town halls, your evaluation, you know, those kind of things with your supervisor. You're an independent freelancer. You know, a friend once used the dangerous example of working as a freelancer is similar to being an adopted child. I know it's not really a PC by using that example, but think about it. As a freelancer, you are the chosen one. Yes, these companies already have employees who do what you do, but they need you. They want you to be in your position and Oftentimes, freelancers fill the positions with skills that full-time employees don't have. Remember that you are special to the organization, to the project, but by not having to deal with promotions, a boss who controls your everyday schedule, your move, you know, whether you're working from an office or home, it really gives you a second chance to reevaluate and possibly enjoy your previous career. The second thing is what you enjoy doing. So, What people don't often think about or realize are the adjacent possibles. We often ignore the adjacent possible careers. This means that a new possibility, which overlaps a bit or a lot with what you're already doing. For example, in my previous world as a project manager slash producer, many people I know in my position comfortably shifted to working as a product manager. Look, there's a significant overlap, but still with lots of new things to learn. 
Some project managers even pivoted to working as a designer or a user experience designer or a researcher, because project managers get to witness so much of the marketing and technology landscape. They have a lot of exposure to what's out there and also what's needed. So if you're not a project manager, you can certainly become friends with a few of them to get a higher level view to what you're doing and what you might be able to do next. As for me, I am known to be the career changer since I started my job at the age of 22. From a Java developer at first for about a year and a half as Sapient, I decided to explore careers as a project manager. So switching from developer to a project manager not always trivial, since project management isn't something that's been widely taught or discussed as a career for young people back in you know we're talking about 2006, seven at the time. I approached several project managers at the time to learn what they do, how they got to where they were, specifically what they studied in college, what types of roles they had prior, and what they liked and and disliked about being a project manager. An adjacent possible career shift for me from developer to project manager was being a business analyst because of my technical background. I could more easily understand the business and technical requirements. I worked as a business analyst, short as BA, for just about one year before I transitioned fully into an APM role, which is an assistant project manager. I know the examples I provided above. It sounds like full time, and yes, they came from my full time experience. But freelance careers work in the same fashion, except more easily and more achievable at times. As a freelancer, you can fake it until you make it. It takes some guts and determination. As a freelancer, you have to be more daring and resourceful. This doesn't mean that you should just go ahead and apply for a gig that you know nothing about. Switching from being a marketer to an attorney obviously isn't doable without training or experience. When you attempt something new-ish, most people fear failure. You are that much more likely to fail. You feel, at least, when you don't have all the information. You know, if you're working in a new environment, and as a freelancer, will the other full-time people like you? Can you ask them questions or ask for favor or help when you need to? Yes, the answer is yes, because we ignore the fact that we're often. Thrown into the mix of some new projects and have to figure out on our own anyway, even when we worked full time. So as a freelancer, be more resourceful, be more daring, and trust me, the reward at the end is totally worth it. The last thing, the last pillar I'll talk about is what people are willing to pay for. In other words, do you have marketable skills? Yes, the answer once again is yes. We all have skills that people and companies are willing to pay for. It's just a matter of how much of those skills are worth their money versus your time as a freelancer. And the skills, more importantly, as you hope, are something that you enjoy leveraging. My partner Adam jokes about this all the time: that he has incredible skills of being able to predict what's going to happen next on a TV show, but unfortunately, that particular skill isn't quite marketable. You will find yourself asking this question when you transition as a freelancer, and by transition, I mean when you develop new interest areas and then new skills in those areas. Then you're wondering whether those new skills can be marketed as a service for yourself or for your business. I went through this exact same thing in less than two years of working as a freelancer. Here's how it happened and what I decided to do about it. I knew I was comfortable working as a project manager on various projects, and truth be told, my freelance clients, several agencies, and their clients were fantastic. 
those projects were interesting too. However, I knew I started to plateau as a project manager. More importantly, I was really hoping to regain my freedom as an independent creator because a project manager's responsibility is to manage herself and everybody else. It became incredibly difficult for me to have any freedom to do what I love and you know learn outside of project management. So here's the formula as what I did. And I know it could be very different for you, but here are the steps that you could consider and just have a go at it. Step one, make a conscious decision to build freedom into your calendar. Don't say yes to every project leveraging your old skill. Let's just call that skill X. Step two, continue to experiment skill Y. Y is a new skill. Update your website, your LinkedIn profile, Make it known and start integrating skill Y in conversation with other people and families and friends are okay too and see how they react and the type of questions they ask. Step three, practice talking about your new skill Y with real clients. You won't hear all the yeses right away. The feedback you get will help shape your services further when it comes to branding, you know, for example, the language you use and the question they ask. The promise you make, the pricing information you keep in your back pocket, because once again, you don't have to list your pricing information for skill Y on your website and make it very visible. Because if you have any experience working, you know, either full time or as a new freelancer, you know that we often price ourselves too low. And the reason is that we start sharing pricing information without fully understanding what's involved in that project. Okay, step four. The new skill Y truly is a leap for you as opposed to an adjacent possible. Then consider offering a few people for a free service or a discounted price. You want to create a mini roadmap and timeline so that you don't have to work for free or at a discounted price forever. Final step, step five, gather feedback, testimonials from those people who developed these great relationship with and make them visible and shareable on your website and LinkedIn. Another great way to test out your services, if you're in a location where you can easily find clients that require your new skill Y, or you're a bit shy and you know the people that you're friends with have always worked in agency or law firms, simply don't require or desire the new skill you have acquired, then you can consider uh, going to check out places such as freelancer.com and also upwork.com, both and many more available that you can Google, you know, freelancers market. These are marketplaces for freelancers. There is a huge variety of roles available and, and projects available for you to look at and pick up right away, including virtual assistants, copywriting, development, even translation, etc. The roles really go on and you can check out pricing and see how others price themselves and how projects are structured. You can learn a lot along the way. Personally, I do not vote against Upwork or Freelancer, but you will notice a trend of people basically competing to be at the bottom, meaning that they will lower their prices as much as they can to get the clients. But however, those are not typically the clients you really want to go for. At the beginning, just do experiment. Freelancer.com, Upwork.com are great resources for you to check out. So I hope this episode is helpful. Please let me know if you have any further questions. I would love to hear how you have honed in on your skills, develop new skills as a freelancer. It's such an exciting place to be. And this is the era that we're all trying to work as freelancers and develop more career and financial freedom. And I'll see you in the next episode. If you find this helpful, please consider sharing with one more person. It really helps us grow and produce better content. 
Thank you.